If you're an education leader or a visionary for improving our school mental health system, then you are definitely in the right place. I'm your host, Charlie Peck, keynote speaker and school mental health consultant. Make sure you download our free school mental health audit at thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. And that way you can bring it back to your mental health team and assess your current system with them. That's thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. All right, let's get started. Hi, this is Charlie Peck from the Thriving Educator Podcast, and we have such a special treat today. We have some featured speakers from the NCMLE conference. This is the Inspire conference going on this March. I cannot wait to be in the same space with you all. And I just want to give a big welcome, and then we're going to go around and and, and just tell everyone who you are and what you're doing. So hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hi. So yeah, you guys can totally unmute because I'm going to just be throwing stuff at you and you better be ready. We've got a lot of rock stars in the room and I'm going to start with Patrick Henson. Now, Patrick, if you could please tell people what your background is, what your title is, and then what you're going to be talking about at this conference, that would be great. First off, lifelong learner. That's what I'm in education for. Uh, currently the high school principal at Marble Falls High School here in uh, near Austin, Texas, just outside of Austin, Texas in the beautiful hill country. Uh, looking forward to getting out to North Carolina, meeting some of the people like we have in this room and learning from them, uh, but also getting to share a little bit about what leading with positivity means to me and what that's been like through all sections of my um, career, whether it's been a teacher, coach, assistant principal, associate principal, or currently principal. And so uh, just looking at what the power of positivity can do for a classroom all the way up to a campus. Wow. I mean, that is so important. The positivity, there's even, there's a ton of science to just even um, support all of that. And what's popping in my mind is Darren and Katie are working together. They're here. They're going to be at the conference. They are going to speak. They're going to co-present. And there's a new project that they have coming along. And I'd love for you all to talk about climate, culture, and how all of that's important for, for a positive experience for our educators. So Katie, I'm going to start with you and please go ahead and just share your background and what you're doing. Sure. Hi everyone. Um, I'm Katie Kinder and I have been speaking to teachers all over the nation and I'm so excited to go to North Carolina. The lineup is just chef's kiss and I'm really excited to be in person with everyone. Uh, I'm about innovation, engagement strategies, you know, keeping up with our kids and having engaging and relevant lesson plans. Just we can't teach the way that we did 20 years ago. And Darren and I are doing a session together, classroom culture, kick that class back in action. Like it's going to be awesome. And we are collaborating on several projects. Awesome. So Darren, do you want to jump in and give your background too and expand upon that? Yeah, of course. So um, yeah, Dr. Darren Pepper, uh, 26 years of public education, started as a middle school teacher. So going to NCMLE uh, for the second year in a row is just really, really exciting. Um, I just get so inspired and so fired up around all these middle school teachers. I mean, holy cow, the energy that middle school teachers bring is just, it's like a reflection of their kids, right? You know, I mean, you just, you just never know what you're going to get with middle school kids and you never know what you're going to get from middle school educators. So it's going to be so much fun. But uh, man, I taught high school. I was an assistant principal, principal superintendent. And now my work is all about helping leaders gain clarity, to be intentional with their work, to really kick that culture and climate to the next level. And just to ensure that our leaders are as effective and 
as prepared and honestly walking in their purpose. So they find a little bit of joy in their work. I mean, let's be honest, it's really a tough time to be a leader. So the more that our leaders are finding that clarity and being intentional with their work, man, the more effective they can be. And yes, Katie Kinder and I will be presenting together. I will also be doing, I can't remember. I think I'm doing Road to Awesome uh, Culture and Climate. And I think I'm also doing the Leadership Clarity piece in the Leadership Workshop. So lots of fun stuff happening when we get to North Carolina. And yeah, Katie and I are working on a project together all about classroom culture. So super stoked uh, to visit with all of you today and really just can't wait to see all of you at the end of March in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, and it's called, it's the North Carolina Middle Level Educators Inspire Conference, and they always have a unique theme to it. Inspire is just so, it's just, it's a word that represents what we need in education right now. So thanks for sharing that. A lot of our speakers, you all work across the country all the time. So it's, it's hard to remember exact titles, but that is definitely what you're covering. I know, Darren, I looked it up. Okay. Uh, Chuck Moss, you are next. And I'd love you to tell people all the wonderful work you're doing in leadership and, and beyond. So go right ahead. Well, thank you. And and like Darren, I started out as a middle school teacher. Uh, in fact, uh, in, uh, one day in June of 1995, I went for a one o'clock interview and at 1.30, I was planning for summer school the following day. And uh, it hit the ground rolling and never stopped. And since then, I've been um, an administrator at elementary, middle and high school, uh, served as a high school, I mean, as a as an elementary principal and a middle school principal. And now I'm the director of special projects here in Dinwiddie County, Virginia. And I've had the unique opportunity this year to serve in every one of our schools in our division. Now, our division is not huge. We have eight buildings. And so I have served as an administrator in all eight of them. And I have really gotten a chance to look at how the leadership style of a building impacts the, the students, the behavior, the community support, all of those things. And, and, and so I've really been um, inspired by that because I believe in the power of leadership. You and I have talked about, you know, that I, I believe that a leader has to inspire people to do great things. And, and we often talk about teachers being the locomotives in education, we got to be the tracks, we got to be the rails, so we can make sure that they have a, a clean path to making great things happen. Yes, absolutely. I love, Chuck, that you said that the leadership does affect student behavior and engagement because it does. I mean, there's so many of us at this conference talking about mental health and wellness in roundabout ways, and that's one of them. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll move on to Andrea Bittner next. Andrea, come on now. I can't wait. This this is where I met you and Darren last year at the conference, 2023. I can't wait to see you, right? I can't wait to see all the work you're doing um, show up and like manifesting in our schools in the, this year. And so what are you going to be talking about at the conference? Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. And I'm just so excited to be here among this crew and beyond um, of amazing educators coming to this conference and presenting at this conference. And so, hey everyone, I am Andrea Bittner. I am an English language learner, teacher, author, and speaker. I'm based out of Philadelphia, PA, and I get the honor, I say, of teaching English language learners daily and traveling the country to help teachers better understand something they, they really struggle with, which I'm finding is how to best teach, reach, and connect, and confidently communicate with English language learners and their families. And this population of students is exploding across the country. 
And I always say, you know, I, I love working with their families and their and the students, but our teachers need support. And so I'm just glad that I have tips and strategies and resources and life experiences to be able to provide them with that tool for their toolboxes as they start to work with students more and more. Yeah, that is changing. I've seen this this culture change quite a bit. A lot of people in schools are talking about our L students. And so it's important for our staff to have the tools and skills to respectfully respond, right? There's so much to do there. So thank you, Andrea. I'm so glad you're here. And listen, everybody, we're talking about improving mental health. And it's important that we understand the leadership roles here that we're all bringing in into this. So Patrick, I'm going to go back to you. From your perspective, what are staff struggling with the most? The demands, uh, different demands and getting pulled in different directions. You know, when we serve as teachers, we want to please. Uh, and naturally, that just comes from being a part of education. And so they get pulled in so many different ways. They want to please the, the students, obviously. They want to please their administrators. They want to please their peers and their PLC. Uh, they want to please their parents or their students. And then we, uh, as leaders, we got to make sure that we're taking care of them for on, on a level of helping them to manage their time. We've really focused this year on when you're gone, be gone. Like don't have the, that sense of needing to be on 24 seven. Like we do enough uh, during our time here that when you're gone on Christmas break or when you're gone on spring break or you're gone on weekends, really try to value your time and value your process because they just get pulled in so many directions. And so um, that's probably the biggest thing our, our teachers, at least here at Marble Falls are struggling with. Mm -hmm. Is anyone else seeing that in your buildings or the districts that you're working with? Yeah, so go ahead and jump I, in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would tell you, um, it's it's amazing the uh, the load and the stress that teachers are carrying right now. And, you know, Patrick is so right on this that, you know, teachers are pleasers and they yeah. want they want everybody to you know, to, to feel like, you know, things are good. And, and the other thing too, about teachers is whether, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a facade or a brave face, we, we all as educators want to put forward that things are okay. I've got this right. And I think, I think that puts a lot of stress on educators. It's self-inflicted and, you know, it's certainly not, necessarily the most healthy thing, but I think it's just a natural inclination that educators have that, hey, I've got this. I, we're, we're good. My class is going in the right direction and I'm showing up as my best self, even though I think there are a lot of days that teachers aren't necessarily showing up as their best self. I know I had those days. I, I still have those days where I'm not going to show up as my best self, but um, I was talking with a teacher in uh, Troy, New York on Monday of this week, uh, a really, really good fourth grade teacher, very talented teacher. And, you know, observing her with with her work with classroom management, was, it was a thing of beauty. I've been in her classroom a few times and she told me afterwards, she's like, uh, I was complimenting her on how she handled a, a challenging student. And she said, you know, there are days where I just, I just don't know that I have it every single day. And she didn't have any answers to it. And she wasn't looking for, you know, Darren, just tell me to do this and everything will be okay. It was just, she just felt like I need to tell you this. <laughs> so I think that's something that I'm certainly leaning into leaders with is, you know, make sure that you're listening to your teachers, make sure you're giving them that space to be heard because 
again, they're putting on a brave face, but not everything is great right now for them. They need that support. And I, I think a lot of times as leaders, we tend to try to help first and listen second. And we need to reverse that um, because sometimes the teachers just need to be heard. Like that teacher, that fourth grade teacher you're talking about just needed to be heard. They did not, they were not asking for you to solve the problem. And sometimes we have to stop jumping in with help that tends to actually overwhelm and just listen and hear where they're at, what, what they're going through. It's mm -hmm. a great point. And Katie, I'm curious what your perspective is on this and Andrea, from the work that you do, like, what are they struggling with? And, and do you agree with what they're saying? Yeah. So I'm a middle school teacher and have been since uh, 2006. And I am doing a lot of work right now with baby teachers is what I call them because I love mm -hmm. them. They are in their first five years and that could be their second career. I think what we're seeing too, is there's such a shortage all over the nation that we have emergency certification teachers stepping inside of a classroom who do not know the vernacular. They do not know how to manage a classroom of 34 kids. They don't know. And that is, that's a vulnerable place to be. And for some reason, reason we have some teachers, not all that are kind of eating our young, like they're, they're like, you know, <laughs> I'm sick of people quitting. So I'll help you when you put in three years. Well, 60% of our new teachers are leaving now post-pandemic. So they need the tools to be able to teach kids that are post-pandemic. Like it is very important. And our kids have been through a lot. Our teachers have been through a lot. And they need the support and they're not getting it. And they don't know how to ask. Mm -hmm. Andrea, what are you thinking? Thanks, Katie. You know, I'm thinking based on Katie, what you just shared and you, they don't know how to act. And I think that, you know, it makes me think of this story. And, and I use this sometimes when I'm talking to teachers about a pinata and there's 20 kids lined up in a line and the first kid goes and he's swinging at this pinata and nothing's happening. Right. And they get to the fifth kid and they're swinging and nothing's happening. And by the time they get to kid 12, it starts to crack a little. By the time they get to kid 17, now you've got a bigger gap. And usually by the 20th kid, right, that candy breaks open and everybody's celebrating because something has happened. And I think in education that applies to us because we forget about all those invisible hits that happened right. before that pinata finally cracks open. And I think it's so important to recognize, you know, not only the swing that you took, because, you know, sometimes I say to teachers, we feel like we're constantly swinging for some of our kids and nothing is happening. And that's where a lot of that frustration comes in addition to all the other outside noise or layers that are going on around this party, right? And so with that in mind, sometimes it's okay to put down the bat and sometimes it's okay to hand off the bat and to say, I, I can't swing today. I need you to help me, you know, or it's okay to take that bat and swing a little slower than you normally would, right? There's all these analogies that could go with it, but it's important to recognize that invisible line of people, whether they came before you or after you who are part of that collaborative effort to break that pinata because the kids are counting on us to do it. And so I just want people to feel that team and camaraderie and relief when they need it. Hmm. What a great analogy. Wow. That's, I think we're all kind of just putting that in our head right now. Patrick, I was thinking about you and, and leadership and how important it is. You're, you're talking about creating that positivity. What do people do or what do you tell people do to do when they don't feel very positive, but they have to show up as leaders? Yeah, you got to, 
uh, it's almost like being a doctor. You got to triage the situation uh, and you got to address the root problem. Um, yeah, y'all dealt with it. You say hi in the hallway and how you doing? And I say, hey, I'm great. And, and you just kind of keep moving on and you just take that as a, as a thing. But the closer you get to know your people and your students and your and your community, uh, the more you can probably tell when things aren't quite right. And so when you start to build that relationship to where they can honestly be honest with you, uh, I don't expect them to always be positive. I, I don't live, I'd love to say 365 days a year, I'm great. Um, but just Monday, I felt terrible, you know, and and was just just sick, and and it just wasn't probably my best day. But um, we're gonna have those days, and so just if we can be net positive is a lot of what I talk about um, with with my staff and my teachers and my kids. Um, that's a step in the right direction. Uh, but knowing exactly what they're dealing with on a personal basis, um, I use uh, an example: if there's chaos at home or there's chaos in your life, when you're coming into work, no matter what you're doing, it's really hard for you to have a normal day and a good day. Um, and so I want them to know, and I want my admin and my counselors and my staff to know that we're there for them. Same thing with kids that come walking through our door. Um, sometimes they leave at 4.15 and we don't know what they're dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, same thing with my teachers. When they drive out of the parking lot and I'm doing bus duty and I wave at them as they're pulling out, um, I don't know what's going to happen between that time and when I see them the next morning. Uh, and so they're just, uh, they're people and those relationships matter. And, uh, uh, and that's the piece that I really try to dig into them is, is I want you to be positive and I want you to have those, those great relationships with kids. And I want you to be that positive influence on others. Um, but I need you to bring your full self to that. And sometimes you just can't do that. And that's natural. And, uh, and I'm here to help you with that. Uh, whether that means I take your class for a little bit. Uh, I say, I, I'm talking about it, my administrators, my counselors, my instructional coaches. I can't, I'm, I like to say it's just me, but it's not. Um, but that's a culture that we're trying to build. And so, hey, let me take that class for a day. Uh, let me take that class for a period so you can step out and you go do what you need to do and take care of yourself. And you're better when you come back in for that. And so just having that openness for that, I think that's the biggest piece of that. Because, again, our teachers are dealing with a lot and uh, our students are dealing with a lot. And so that's just a piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who kind of take the brunt of all the energy that we're sharing in the building, right. aren't they? Yeah. And Chuck and Darren, what I'm thinking about for you is I know that you have strategies around this, but because you guys are very present, you, you put yourself literally out there, Patrick, I'm sure you do as well as leaders, right? You put yourself out there you're visible. I hear that a lot from you, Darren, Chuck, I know you're really interactive too. So from your perspective, Chuck, we'll start with you. How do you do that in a way that supports the teacher, but also like keeps them in the building? Like you, they might be out the door, they might be struggling, but you also want to validate that, but you also want to keep them there. How do you do that, Chuck? Right. Well, I, I think the one thing, I, I talk a lot about uh, meaningful relationships, and a meaningful relationship is you ask somebody what they're doing this weekend, but the meaningful part is on Monday, you ask them how it went. You, you remember those things. And so you let the teacher know that they're valued even after they walk out the door, that you you know, are, are thinking about their well-being, about what makes them who they are, because everybody who leads a classroom was someone before they got there, it'll be someone after they go to whatever's next. And, you know, you have to value them because of what they bring to the classroom, and you have to value them because their story is important. Um, just getting people's name is important. I, I, I very often say that someone's name is the most beautiful music to their ear. So you've got to make sure that you, you know, what do they like to be called? Who, you know, that kind of thing. Just how do you form those personal relationships? And 
then you have those things like the social media posts and whatnot that I do that people are able to look at and they know that I'm genuinely encouraging them because one-on-one I can genuinely encourage them as well. Uh, it's important for me to know who they are because that's the only way that they're going to know their value. And then they're going to translate that ideally to the kids in their classroom. Hello, middle-level educators. Are you looking for a nationwide type of conference at the fraction of the cost? The North Carolina Association for Middle-Level Education welcomes you to Charlotte, North Carolina, March 24th through the 26th for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference. My name is David James, NCMLE Marketing and Conference Director, and I want to personally invite you to our annual conference. You will not want to miss our keynote and featured speakers that leads over 120 middle-specific teaching and learning sessions. Our featured lineup includes EDU experts from across the country, such as principal and leadership expert Baruti Kafele, Darren Peppard, LaQuanta Nelson, Zach Bowermaster, and the host of this podcast, educational expert Charlie Peck. The NCMLE Inspire Conference is for everyone. Go to ncmle.org to register your team for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference today. I just want to say yes to everything that Chuck just said. I mean, it's 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 all about relationships. Patrick touched on this a little bit too, but you know, the more that you are building those relationships with the adults around you, uh, the better you can respond to their needs, the better that you can anticipate their needs. Um, I I won't belabor everything that, that Chuck just said, but but I'll, I'll share this. One, one thing that I did as a building principal, as a superintendent, and that I encourage everybody, all the leaders that I'm coaching across the country and, and, and speaking with leaders, is be intentional with those relationships. And by that, I mean this. We are really good. I, I had to learn to be really good at putting things on our calendar to ensure they happen. And relationship building, school culture should be one of those things that's on your calendar. Uh, frequently, I would put just school culture, 15 minutes, you know, like on a Tuesday. And, and I wouldn't even know necessarily yet what that was going to be. But I wanted to make sure I blocked time so I could be intentional around that work. The intentional relationship piece of that is go spend time in classrooms with your teachers. Now, leaders, we do that all the time, right? But do it when they don't have kids. You know, it, we go in classrooms all the time when, when there are kids in the classroom, right? And we give feedback and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But go spend time with your teachers when it's their prep. Don't, don't hog their prep. I'm not saying that. But go check in. Exactly what Chuck talked about. You know, what do you got going on this weekend? And then how did it go? Um, that's, that's how you learn those things that Patrick's talking about, how you can actually support them. You don't know those things if you're not spending intentional time with them. So that would be the thing I would really push on leaders is put it on your calendar, go be intentional with those relationships with the adults in your building. Hmm. And Katie, you're in the classroom, Andrea, I know you're in the building, you're in the classroom, you're working with people. What would you receive it the way that they're they're expressing it, or would you take it a different way? What do you think that would that would work? Andrea, you go ahead. I went first oh, last time. Oh sure. Uh, so you know, I do receive what they're sharing, and and I think it, it makes a huge difference in the morale for the building. And so, I always say people are looking for three things. Uh, you know, as an EL teacher, I work with two different buildings, sixteen different teams of teachers five different administrators. So 
you know, personalities change, needs change, grade levels change, et cetera, you know, very quickly. And it doesn't matter to me. I've worked with K through 12 throughout my career in relationship to what they're saying. People are looking for three things. I always say they're looking to feel respected. They're looking to feel accepted and they're looking to feel admired. And when you can provide those options and opportunities for them throughout, you know, your time in their school, people receive that well. And they're willing to be more vulnerable and share with you what's happening in their life. And I can give you an example. My director oversees, you know, many teachers, dozens and dozens of teachers throughout the district. When there were life changes happening for me recently, one text from her let me know that she cared. It was here if you need anything. How did it go? That's all she asked. And I was like, wow, she didn't, you know, that was on a Monday morning after the weekend, like you were saying earlier, like that, that was wonderful for me to receive that, to know she had thought of how I was doing. And because of that, that makes you want to work harder for your school. That makes you want to be collaborative and presenting that type of mantra throughout your buildings is important for people to receive it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree with everything you just said and we have to be people first. We have to be people first before we're a warm body in a classroom, before we are teachers. And that's what I love about Patrick, what you said about how you're like, let me take your class. I, unfortunately, I think that's rare. Mm-hmm. And I think the work that you're doing and getting that message out is so important because if you're in the trenches with me, then I know I can trust you. I know that I can hand my class to you. And, you know, there's some red flags when you walk into a building and the kids don't know who the principal is. Yeah. I mean, you got to be a hallway leader. You have to be in the hallways. And I think that that's really important. I worked for a man named Mark who precious, wonderful hallway leader. And we had a teacher going through a horrific divorce, single mom and her toddler he let the toddler come every day. And sometimes the toddler was with him in his office watching Disney plus like that's what we need and we need to be people first. So yeah, I love all of that. And I love the work that everybody's doing. Well, it makes sense too, because I mean, we're talking about middle level education and inspiring them. And that's what this whole conference is all about is inspiring them. And we have such a shift of energy that we need in education because it's so negative. You all see it online all the time, social media. And so tell me one thing that you think will inspire staff. And this could be leaders too, by the way, that would inspire staff to keep moving through education so that we can truly make that transformative shift. What is one thing you would say to inspire them? And Darren, let's start with you. Sorry, you're on the spot. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, you definitely put me on the spot. Um, you probably can see the wheels turning in my yes, head, you know, trying to think of of which which phrase I want to go to. Um, I, I want to go, you know what, I want to talk about burnout. Because um, I think burnout is, it's a totally real thing. It's not just I'm tired. There's a whole different thing when we get to burnout. And many of you have heard me say this before, but you cannot be burned out if you were never on fire. And by that, I don't mean you were a, you know, a dumpster fire. I mean, something sparked in you, right? Something sparked in you that lit a fire that drove you to education. You know, every single one of us has that origin story, that that thing that 
is the reason that we are an educator. Whether whether when we were in second grade, we came home and made our siblings sit down and behave because we were going to play school, or that's not my story, by the way, or somewhere down the line, something caused that that focus, that, ooh, this is what I want to do. Katie mentioned even, you know, people who are second career educators, something, something was that spark that started the fire. When you feel burned out, that's what you've got to lean back into. What is it that lit my fire in the first place? And as school leaders, as district leaders, our job is to help fan those flames and to help keep that fire burning, uh, to add fuel to that fire, to support um, and just to lift people up. So my one thing I'm going to say is you cannot be burned out if you were never on fire. Ooh. All right. That's a good one. I I can't follow that. I don't have a line like that. Okay. Does anyone else have a thought about uh, that inspirational piece that you jumped in your mind? Jump in. I think about this. You've got to be that if you're teaching middle school and, and those of us that are middle school teachers or, or recovering middle school teachers that are on here, you know full well that no one teaches middle school for a year or two that's meant to teach middle school. You either are only there for a year or two or you retire from there. All right. That, that's that's the general pattern. But my thing is this. Be the teacher that you needed when you were in middle school. I love that. No. Be the teacher you needed. All right, Patrick, I, I see on your face, you've got something to add to that. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I could do a lot of that. Um, uh, kid president, uh, Brad, that does a lot of that. We went to college together, so that echoes with me quite a bit. Uh, uh, but what you do matters. I, uh, y'all said it earlier. I spent some time in middle school um early in my career um chuck i was that guy that figured out that was not the place for me uh i loved it um but um i, I was loving the high school part too and so uh, but there is a piece that that it really matters they're very formative years uh that middle school year you're, you're learning to transition from that elementary which is uh, a great place because you're cuddled and you're secured and you're there but there's a little bit of freedoms that come with that middle school from a kid uh, in a lot of different ways. And from sixth grade to eighth grade, that's what middle is here in Texas. Uh, I know sometimes it's a little different in different places, but um, they change a ton and they continue to change, obviously. Uh, but those are formative years and, and what you do matters. And and sometimes we lose sight of that uh, because we can get caught up in the, uh, the you, somebody mentioned social media and, and the different places and the negativities that come with um, all the different things that come with that in terms of towards education. Um, and we can feel like nobody respects us or nobody appreciates what we do. Um, but when we look at that classroom of kids that we see on a daily basis, uh, the impact that you're making on that, um, many of us uh, in and out of education can go back and label a teacher who made a difference in our lives, um, both good and bad, maybe. But um, and a lot of times you'll find that's a middle school teacher. Uh, that's somebody who really uh, built a uh, a fire uh, in your soul for whatever you ended up doing in life. And in, in, in terms of that, I think if we're in education, that's easy to do. Um, but if we lose sight of the fact that what we do matters and that we make an impact on kids uh, on a daily basis, uh, then it's really easy to get burned out. It's really easy to forget to be the person that we needed to be when we were in that moment in time. Um, and so as leaders, we've got to assess all that 
and look at all that and realize that this teacher over here needs this and this teacher right here needs this. This teacher over here may need something a little bit different. Um, and that goes from time, encouragement, a note card, um, you know, uh, a Coke, a Dr. Pepper, uh, you know, uh, different times of different things. Uh, I have to be able to realize that when do we need to pull that coffee cart out and bring coffee around to all the teachers in the morning because we need a little pick me up. Uh, when do we need to cook burgers at lunch because they need to have that? Because if we can remind them that what they do matters for our kids, um, then hopefully that light and that match that will continue earning, uh, we don't find that burnout. Hmm. Dang. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my mind went back to being in middle school and thinking about all this chatter around me. I don't know if the leaders had that. I don't know. And, and what it could have done for me at those times, it could have changed the trajectory of my whole student life or my my identity that was formed at that time or at various times in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade where I needed more of that. So yeah. And mm. and go ahead, please, Patrick. Just real quick, how many professions do we have where we get to impact a life like we do? I mean, uh, our kids are so formative at the time and, and so impressionable um, that that they say you only can only make a first impression once, but our kids, every day that we show up, we prove to them one way or the other what's good about the world or what's great about the world. And so uh, you can look back and, and you may not ever hear it. They may not take the time to come back and tell you, but um, we get a chance to make a difference in the life of others. And, and there's very few professions that do that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's such a degree is what we do. Um, and so uh, I think if we can remind ourselves not to take that for granted on any given day, uh, again, they're not all going to be perfect days, but those are going to get you through some of those hard days. Yeah, well, and, and I love that word impact, because when you go into a classroom, as a you are going to have an impact. It's mm -hmm. up to you what that impact is going to be. Okay. Are you going to light the fire? Or are you going to extinguish a flame? What kind of impact do you want to have? Mm -hmm. You know, to add to that, I, I heard once a, a friend of mine, Rick Ramirez, that if students had the decision on whether or not they wanted to attend your class right. and it wasn't required, would they still show up? Absolutely. And I think that that's a testament to the impact, like you were saying, Chuck, like the opportunity that you have to make that impact on kids. And I also want to add that behind those students, I think it's important to remember that there's a family and parents there who are counting on you to lead their child through sometimes what's the most challenging chapter of their life. And so you have this opportunity to be that leader for them day in, day out, challenges, trials, triumphs, all of it. And I think it's just an honor to, to get that, to do that every day. Well, and Andrea, especially for you, I mean, the work that you're doing to support kids who are already vulnerable, marginalized, don't often have a voice. And, and it is a really unique situation. So I, I don't know, go ahead. I, I know you have something to say about that. I mean, absolutely. You know, we we work with students from all around the world, all around the United States, whether they're coming from a different country, from a block over, from a different state, and their parents are really relying on the EL teachers and the content teachers and the administrators and the front office people. You know, it's a team approach, all hands on deck every day, all day, because if you think about it, I always say 75% of the interactions that happen with our kids throughout the day in the EL world and beyond is outside of your four classroom walls. They're going to be interacting with everyone throughout that building. So you want that to be a successful experience. 
So everyone realizing the impact that they have on our students is essential, I think, to creating a culture where kids feel valued and parents feel that they're trusting you to lead them through it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to lighten it up. Are you ready? Go for it. Are are we laughing with kids? Like, are we having a good time? Right. We should be, and middle school kids are weird. And listen, middle school teachers are weird. Like I, I fully embrace that. And Patrick said it, he was like, I just wasn't middle school. And I mean, we should be laughing with kids. They are funny. They are, they're just before the world, like beats them down. They are hilarious and we really do get a hand in shaping who they're going to be and I have I have kids years later come back and be like man remember when we did poetry lounge I can still memorize my poem or remember when we did this and or I just got one a couple of days ago that said Miss Kinder, I'm going into education like I'm going to be an English teacher because of you and that is like oh so have some fun. We should be having some fun with kids. For Katie, sure. why do you think people aren't having fun or are afraid to have fun or why aren't they having fun with their kids? I think it's so much pressure. Like you have to, I kind of talk about the circle of influence. Like what can you control really? Like, are you going to have high stakes testing? Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Can you wrap really cool curriculum around higher level things that the kids are getting and it's meaningful like, let's not hand them another shut up sheet. That's right. a worksheet. Like, let's up the engagement. And I think it's just like, you know, this teacher's mad at you. I have an IEP and I have a PLC and I have, you know, I have all of these meetings and then I have to look at my data in front of everyone. And then I have, and so then teachers themselves are like, well, this isn't fun. But if you can get into your four walls and in the hallways with kids and you're giving them high fives and you're, and you're learning about their lives. Gosh, it is, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Anyone want to comment on that? I love that, Katie. Thank you. I, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in content and forget who's sitting in front of us. We, we, we worry about the pacing guide and getting everything in. Um, and then you're just kind of like, but at the end of the day, do the kids know I cared about them? You know, because I I think about the the great Rita Pearson, who I was blessed to sit at her feet at a conference once many, many, many years ago and just listen to her say, kids won't learn from someone they don't like. And then I think about Hamish Brewer, who who says you can't lead someone or can't teach someone you think you're better than. So how do we internalize those two lessons? And those two things and make sure the kids know we care about them and know that we like them. We want them to like it. Now, middle school, they, they, they act like they don't, but they do. And, you know, getting getting those two things together. Uh, I, and, and that's not to say the pacing guide and things are, are irrelevant, but there are moments, teachable moments are not so much about the the, the subject matter. It's about who's right in front of you. Yeah, the the contents of our book is not the most important. It's the contents of our classroom. Mm -hmm. And the contents of our classrooms are our kids. Um, and as a high school principal, I love it because I love teaching biology. I mean, that was my subject. I wanted to teach that every day, and I wanted my passion to come through 
Um, both even in middle school, I was able to do eighth grade science, which was a lot of a mix of stuff, but it's science. That was my passion. And so if that came across to my kids, that was great. But overarching my care for them is what I wanted to come through because like y'all said, they don't care what you know, unless they know that you care that whole aspect of it. Um, and, and you can take them to so much higher levels once they know that you care about them as a person. And, uh, and that's the idea between that is, yeah, I want to teach my content. I want you to learn biology. Um, but when you find out my passion for biology and my passion for you, then that's going to turn my whole classroom around. And, right. and that's the piece that I really wanted to, to emphasize. And, and I'll be honest, I was getting very good at it as a teacher when I moved into admin. And, and, and so I was just able to expand my reach a little bit. And every time I've made a step, I've tried to make a step to make a bigger impact on kids. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't enjoy jumping in a biology classroom or a science classroom and um, and just really just digging in with those kids. And so. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, I, want, I want to follow that. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And, you know, two things. Number one, Patrick, holy cow, you and I have like the same journey. Eighth grade science, high school science teacher. Mm -hmm. um, huge passion for for biology, for human anatomy and physiology. I know my kids felt that from me. But so. We're kindred spirits, man. Yeah, totally kindred spirits. Uh, but I, I want to go back to Katie kind of kicked this whole thing off. And, and everybody has said so many great things here. It starts with the leader. If your leaders aren't having fun with kids, if leaders aren't having fun with your with your adults, man, you're setting a tone that doesn't allow for that. It goes right to what Katie's talking about with that pressure, with that, you know, it's all about just this expectation of just student outcomes and there's so much more to it we are in the people business don't forget that we're in the people business man if you're not fired up for ncmla what is wrong with you get in a plane and get to north carolina my gosh this is going to be incredible it really is going to be incredible i mean these conversations this is the starting point this is it these are the conversations we all have behind the scenes don't we i mean we truly are chosen to be here because we care so much and we love it and you can hear it right now. We, you got it. And so we're gonna wrap this up with giving everybody a little taste of what you're gonna be doing in your session at the conference, at the North Carolina Middle Level Educators Conference, the Inspire Conference. Make sure you get out there. If you can make it, we would love to have you. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and start with Patrick because I'm looking at the way my screen looks and I'm going around that direction. Patrick, can you come up with just one little piece that you're gonna give people at the conference? Yeah, it's basically you get a choice. Everything's a choice. What you have for lunch, what you have for breakfast, um, what song you're listening to on the way in, positivity is a choice. And, and so when we're able to choose positivity to bring into our classroom, to bring into our hallways, to bring into our, our, our PLCs, to bring into whatever the situation that we may be having, um, th the power of that positivity will have ripple effects uh, that you'll have throughout your kids, your staff, your, your campus, your, your, your teachers, your community, your parents. Um, and, and once we're able to embrace that and really tap into that side of things, uh, the change in the things that will inspire to be different is just awesome. And so hopefully you'll walk out of a session with me inspired uh, to bring that kind of positivity and, and having some thoughts about how you can do that on a daily basis. Awesome. Love it. I can't wait for that session. That's awesome. Katie, I'm going to go to you, you next, okay? 
Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, we are going to be having some fun. People are going to win some prizes. We're going to give away some books. I'm going to get in town to the nitty gritty of engagement strategies for middle school kids. What engages those kids? And so we're going to do a lot. You could win a weird skeleton hand, get some fake uh, Katie Kinder glasses to wear around, which I'm going to bring all of you a pair. And uh, they're very fun. And then we're going to talk about digital addiction. We're going to talk about classroom management and having fun with kids. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get some of those glasses and mm -hmm. to see the skeleton hand. All right, come on. I'm dropping. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Katie. All right, Darren, you're up. Man, we're, we're, I'm going to pick up some hitchhikers on the road to awesome. That is what I'm going to do in North Carolina. Uh, that's the bottom line. You know what? Patrick hit it so well. Every single day we have a choice. And honestly, how you choose to show up every single day is a choice. And I'm going to hit that in every single one of my sessions, whether it's Katie and I together talking about classroom management, me talking about you know, being those, you know, aspiring leaders or those currently seated leaders or talking about road to awesome culture and climate. The bottom line is we've got that choice. We get to decide, are we going to take the easy path or are we going to be the ones who show up focused on the positive, looking for the good in people and not just not just taking that easy road of punishment to gain compliance and looking at the things they're doing wrong. No, we're focused on the things they're doing right because there's so much right in education. And that when you walk out of my sessions, you will be inspired and you will remember the great things that are happening in your classroom, in your school and in your community. Dang. All right, you guys, you guys are firing me up. You're inspiring me right here. All right, Chuck, you're up. Well, I like that. A couple of the folks have said, I'm going to be doing a session in the, the leadership strand on, you know, seeing beyond the resume. But most importantly, I'm going to be talking about don't be afraid to be awesome. And so one thing everybody's leaving with in my session are stickers. And, and Darren will tell you that I'm not afraid to give out stickers in a crowded restaurant to, to every person in the room. Um, and here's, here's the thing about don't be afraid to be awesome. We have to recognize what's awesome about ourselves because the only awesome a kid might get all day is yours. And if you don't know what's awesome about you, how will you know what to share? Love it. Yeah. I've gotten your stickers too. I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> Thanks. I love how bold you are because you really want to make a difference and an impact. Thank you. Okay. Andrea, go right ahead. To bring it home, I mean, I want to talk about confidence. Our teachers need confidence in how to work with our English language learners. So we do some inspiring work with our true story in the beginning. Then we get into what are those 10 questions that you need to ask when an EL joins your class? What types of resources are you going to need? And all the resources we talk about are practical, use tomorrow, spread the word resources where teachers feel empowered, teachers feel confident and ready for whatever level of a student comes next. So I'm just excited to be able to give that to teachers and looking forward to seeing everybody there. Awesome. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So listen to all of these awesome key takeaways. That's just one little piece of what everyone's doing. I'm doing SOS for school mental health, improving your school mental health system strategies. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'm going to be doing is telling you about your story spiral and what we're getting stuck in and telling ourselves about other people and us to keep us in anxiety um, and high stress situations. I'm going to help you unravel that story so that you can function better. And Jonathan Alzheimer is our keynote. We will be doing an episode with him, but check him out. He is going to rev everybody up. 
for this conference. And I want everybody, I don't care where you're from, this is for everyone. This isn't just those educators in North Carolina. You're going to want to be a part of this. So go to ncmle.org. That's the North Carolina Middle Level Educators dot com or sorry dot org website and just go to the conference you can go there and you can register check it out on social media listen we're everywhere we're everywhere i hope to see you guys there and i want to say thank you one more time to everybody who was here to have this conversation i can't wait to see you all at the conference well and thank you for providing such a wonderful platform for us yeah, yeah my pleasure my pleasure yeah, great, great work great work charlie thank you guys did you get your school mental health audit yet you can go and get it at thrivingeducator.org forward slash audit. And if you're working on mental health PD planning right now, you can check out all the ways we can support you while you're on our website right there. And it's under professional development. So just go check that out. And listen, if you found today's episode valuable, please share it in your network so you can benefit others. And if you could give it a, a rating and a review, that would really help us get the word out. Thank you so much for listening.